0: Thank you, Spirit of Grace, for leading us in worship so capably. And we're missing Barb, and she'll be back next week. We're thankful for that. And uh, we're thankful for all of you to be here today. If I could have just a little bit more mic, just a tad bit more, then I won't end up with a sore throat by the end of the morning. Thank you, Chuck. And we welcome all of you who are listening online or watching on our video on YouTube or Facebook. Thank you for being a part of our congregation today as well. What a joy it is to worship our great God. Amen? Today, God has led me to Mark chapter 4 for our scripture. Mark chapter 4, verses 1 through 20. It is entitled, The Parable of the Sower. It's probably familiar to you, and, uh, but let me read it for you. The words are on the screen. Let's follow along. Mark chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Hear the word of God. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it on the lake while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables and in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. He was scattering the seed. Some fell along the path. The birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly. But because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they were withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, multiplying 30, 60, or even 100 times what was sown. And then Jesus said, He who has ears, let him hear. And when he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked about the parables. He told them, The secrets of the kingdom of God have been given to you, but to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seen, but never perceiving, and never hearing, but never understanding. Otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes it away, the word that was sown in them. Others, like seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. And still others, like seeds sown among the thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop 30, 60, or even a 100 times what was sown. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh God, we love you. We love your church. We love your word, which speaks life to us. Thank you for giving us the Bible for making it available in English, through translators, for allowing us the ability to read and hear it. Thank you, God, that your word is powerful, sharper than any double-edged sword, and it pierces joint and marrow to dividing one's soul. So today, Lord, we lay our hearts and our lives, our souls, open before you would you come and do your work in us? We pray it in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Anybody here plant a garden this year? How many? How many of you plant a garden? Anybody? Not too many gardeners here. Okay. What kinds of things? For those of you who did, what did you plant? Flour, tomatoes, Fl- flowers, tomatoes, peppers. That's pretty good. Gar- what? I'm going to your house yeah. for lunch. What else? Anybody else plant anything else? Anybody plant sweet corn? No. Anybody plant beans? Green beans? Yellow beans? Some beans? Okay, good. Uh, Radish? I don't like radish very much, but mom always did that. Always planted radish. Growing up on a farm, we always had a big garden, especially with five hungry children, right? Um, And uh, so mom and dad, we did this every year. Dad would till up a piece of ground kind of behind the chicken coop, kind of strategically placed. The fertilizer wasn't too far away. And uh, so, uh, put a nice big plot, and, and uh, mom and dad together, they planted the beans, green beans, yellow beans, we put strawberry plants in, uh, sweet corn, radish, lettuce, I mean, you name it, we had it. And, and after they planted it, guess who had to do all the work? All of us kids, exactly. So we, we were the ones that had to weed it and water it, and, and often the ones that were picking green beans in the hot sun during the summer but I guess it was only fair. We were the ones that ate it all too. Nothing like garden fresh vegetables, right? I mean, wow, good stuff. Today's scripture passage is all about planting a a garden or, or a field perhaps. Jesus tells this parable about a farmer who went out to sow his seed and Some of the seed, as you know, fell on the path where the birds came and ate it up, and others fell on rocky places where it sprung up quickly, but then it soon withered in the sun, and other seed fell among those uh, thorns which choked out the plants, and still other seed, thankfully, fell among good soil where it produced a crop 30, 60, or 100 times what was sown. That's a pretty good yield, I think. And you are already familiar with the meaning of this parable. We've studied it before. I preached on it last year. Jesus goes on to explain that the seed is the word of God. That you as believers, we are the farmers. That we are to be sowing the seed of the word in God's truth. And the four types of soil are like people's hearts. Some are crusty like the path. Nothing happens. Satan comes and picks up the seed before it even has a chance to sprout. Some are kind of hard and crusty or rocky, and maybe they have a little bit of dirt in them and they spring up joyfully. Oh, this is great, you know, but then they don't last long, and when adversity comes, the sun shone and they wither. Other people are distracted. When the seed of the Word of God is sown in their hearts, it, it's choked out by the distractions by other things and other other affections in this life and thankfully there are those hearts that are tender and fertile and where the seed of God is received and it begins to sprout and to grow and produce a bumper crop. What kind of soil are you It's my hope and prayer that everybody here is that fertile soil where the Word of God, when it's sown, when it's taught, when it's preached, whatever, whenever you hear it, when you read your Bible, that that Word comes in and it takes root and it sprouts and it produces a crop. Amen? That's what we are at Grace Church. We're we're productive people, fruitful people, fertile soil-hearted people. And today, as we prepare for this Sunday in the Park, God, I think, led me to this parable because I think it can encourage us deeply. You know, maybe you've extended some invitations to Sunday in the Park or just invited somebody to come and join us for worship on any Sunday and, and maybe they've declined or they refused, they never showed up, and it's easy to become discouraged. So today, I want to encourage you through this parable. There are three things that must be said about this parable of the sawyer, sower. And you may want to... Uh, Grab your outline and fill them in as we go. Number one, the first thing that we must say is that the parable of the sower is important. It is important. Duh. If it wasn't important, Jesus wouldn't have said it, right? I mean, it has to be important. In fact, all three synoptic gospels record this parable of the sower. And in fact, Luke has kind of two different versions of it. Jesus is clearly encouraging us to spread and share the Word of God, the the gospel message. And it's no secret, and I've shared this before, that Grace Church is involved in a very, very seedy business. And I, too, and you, too, consistory leaders and everyone because we are involved in planting seeds are we not we are involved in planting seeds on wednesday night to children in fishnet and to youth at the rock and in our bible studies in our small groups and on sunday morning through preaching and teaching and and through interactions with each other we plant seeds there's a lot of seeds going on here grace church is a seedy business and everyone is involved hate to break it to you but you are all involved in this seedy business no one (laughs) is in the clear here. Jesus likens our work to that of a farmer who sows his seed. And sometimes the seed of his word is going to sprout and grow, and other times it won't. Not everyone, not every heart is ready to receive the seed of God's word. And that's okay. That's just the nature of planting, says Jesus. You focus on planting, on sowing the seeds. Who knows how your life will impact others and point them to God, to Jesus? A couple of months ago at our Rock Youth Meeting, um, as we came in together, and I had this planned out ahead of time, but I, I said to the kids, I said, you all look kind of tight and stressed out. You know, you probably got exams and stuff at school, and so you, need to, you all need to loosen up a little bit. So I had this planned. Out. So uh, we played the Ten Commandment Boogie put it on the screen with a video, the, uh, the video and the, the words and that. And so we as leaders, we got up and we started bumping around and moving around and just kind of shaking and wiggling and jiggling. And everything was going and the kids were like, oh, rolling their eyes. We're like, come on, come on, you know. And we were just having fun. And, uh, you know, they were like, the Ten Commandment, boogie boogie. You know, some of you know the song by Go Fish. It's a great song. Uh, we should sing it in our band. That would be a fun song to do. But anyway, don't know if we could pull it off, but... But it's amazing, you know, the kids are rolling their eyes, they're like, okay, they're trying to, you know, pretend like they're doing something and loosening up, right? Well, the next week, we come back, and, and I said, how many of you want to do the Ten Commandment Boogie? And a couple of them did, and a couple of them didn't. So we did it anyway, you know. And one of the gals, one of the gals, who you might think was not paying attention, she knew every word to the song. She goes, I went home and it just stuck with me and I couldn't get it out of my head. And, you know, she goes, and she and and again, you wouldn't think she might have even been paying attention. And she was the one that was kind of resistant, you know, to the whole thing. But yet those words stuck. The seeds were planted in her heart, even when it may have appeared that she wasn't taking anything in. The parable of the sower is important, and we need to understand it. Number two, the parable of the sower is instructive. Say it with me. The parable of the sower is instructive. That means that we can learn some things from it. There are at least three things that we observe and learn from this story. Number one, the farmer sows liberally. Say it with me. The farmer sows liberally. Now, it's also no secret that I'm Dutch. I'm frugal. That's how I like it. Some people would say I'm tight, I'm stingy. No, I'm frugal. I'm thrifty. I'm a wise steward of what God has given me. That's what I like to think anyway. But really, I'm stingy. Okay? (laughs) And honestly, I had trouble with this parable. It seems here that the sower just seems to be flinging the seed wherever, whenever, wherever he can, regardless. See how... You can see how tricky this parable is. It's a, okay, he's the parable. The, the, he's the sower just going crazy, and he's just flinging the seed anywhere, regardless of where it lands. Now, I want Jesus to say, "Don't waste this precious seed." My conservative nature says no. I want Jesus to say, "Be careful where the seed lands. Don't throw it on the path. It's not going to grow there. Don't throw it among rocks, or don't throw it in in the in the in the weeds over there." Um, But Jesus doesn't say that. Perhaps it's because we really don't know yet exactly what's going to happen in all of the different soil types. It might germinate and sprout, and it might not. But your job is to sow the seed liberally. That's a lot of seed flowing around. Your job as the sower of the seed of the Word of God is to simply spread the Word as much and as often and as far and wide as you possibly can. Amen? Don't be stingy. Don't be scarce. Don't be Dutch. Don't be prejudiced. Don't be discriminatory. Don't be judgmental. Just sow the seed, whenever, wherever, and with whomever you can. The farmer sows liberally. Number two, the farmer sows little seeds. Say it with me. The farmer sows little seeds. This may seem obvious, but it's too important not to state. The farmer wasn't planting seeds the size of bowling balls. The farmer wasn't planting seedlings or little plants of tomatoes. The farmer wasn't planting trees or fully grown bushes. It wasn't a transplant. No, the farmer is sowing seeds that are small and little and seemingly insignificant. So don't think that you've got to sow some great big seed and you're going to change the world or change all of Waterloo That you got to make some great big giant impact. Just sow little seeds with your neighbors, with those within your sphere of influence. Just sow those little seeds. Little seeds, little acts of kindness are the seeds that God blesses. Drop off some food mow a yard, send a card, make a phone call, visit a shut-in, say a prayer, pass out a flyer, extend an invitation to Sunday in the park. Remember that mustard tree was once the tiniest of seeds. The farmer sows liberally. The farmer sows little seeds. Number Number three, the farmer sows and leaves the results to God. And this one is so important, it's so freeing. It's so freeing. It's an important lesson for all of us to learn. I like farmers. I've always liked farmers. I, I guess I'm partial. I grew up on a farm. My dad was a farmer. We were farmers. Farmers are people who live close to the Earth. They are often up early, they work hard, they have strong work ethic. They don't put up with nonsense and work long days often. And yet, for all the work that a farmer does, he or she ultimately knows that the results of his field work are up to God. Farmers depend on God to make those crops grow. Farmers depend on God for rain and warmth and sunshine. And for all their hard work, modern technology, clever planning techniques, and satellite-guided machinery, a wise farmer knows that the fate of those seeds is ultimately in God's hands. How is it that some little seeds that look dry and dead and crusty, when they're put in the ground, that they actually germinate? That they actually sprout. And how is it that that sprout knows which direction to grow? I mean, it's not like you, oh, you put that seed in upside down, hold it, turn that. The, no, I mean, the seed, they somehow they just knows to come up, the warmth of the sun maybe, and then it begins to pop. Boom, it sprouts. It pops through the surface, right? And then it grows, and maybe there's a stalk or a bush or whatever it is, and it produces fruit. How is it that some seeds don't germinate and grow? I don't know. Maybe somebody here could tell me. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I just think that these are the things of God. Whether you win a thousand souls for Christ or just one, whether people listen to you and the Word of God or not, whether they respond to your invitation to come to Sunday in the park or not, whether they come to God or to Grace Church or not, we never know. Nor can we control the outcome. Our job, your job, is to simply plant little seeds liberally. Amen? Amen. If you do that, you have done your job faithfully. And I think God smiles on you. We plant the seeds and we leave the results to God. Amen? Amen? The parable of the sower is important. It is instructive. And thirdly, it is inspiring. Say it with me. It is inspiring. This parable taught by Jesus should give us hope today. Let it move us to gear up and prepare well for next week's Sunday in the Park, one of the biggest, most successful outreaches that we have as a church. Do you know that every time we do a Sunday in the Park, we have more than 40, sometimes 50, or close to 60 visitors? We also have some children and youth present most of the time. How many of you know we could, we could, we could stand to grow a little younger here at Grace Church, right? Amen? You know, we, we would love to see more children, more people, more young people involved in our church. This is a great opportunity, and this, should, this parable can move us. It, it can inspire us, and there are five things that, that you can do. Everyone in this room can do this. Number one, invite. 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 A few people in this room have the spiritual gift of evangelism. Some people can share the gospel eloquently. Others can strike up faith conversations with anyone at any time. But most of us don't or can't. But everyone, everyone in this room can extend an invitation. See this little yellow flyer in your bulletin? See this little yellow flyer? It's just an ordinary sheet of yellow paper with some black ink and a couple of pictures on it, okay? Nothing fancy. And yet this little flyer can be the difference between life and death for someone who doesn't know Jesus. I will preach an evangelistic message next Sunday. You can count on that every Sunday in the park. We will point people to Jesus Christ. So you pass the flyer out. It could mean healing. It could mean salvation for the hurting. People you know. Family members, friends, neighbors, acquaintances, coworkers, classmates, strangers, relatives. This little flyer can make an eternal difference in someone's life. And friends, how many of you know people need the Lord? Amen. Right? People need Jesus. There's a lot of hurting, broken people out there and we're all a part of that. You and me too. Pass it out. Canvas with us on Thursday night if you can. Plant the seeds liberally and pass them out wherever, whenever you can. Give one to a neighbor. Leave some at the laundromat. Post a few up at the gas station on the bulletin board. Wherever you can. Hand out some flyers. There's more on the foyer table. We can copy and print more if you want it. Uh, we'll have all kinds of them. So stop by this week if you need more and just grab some. I'll put it online. You'll have it electronically through our email, through your email address. So you can always print more there too if you like. That little flyer could be your seed. It could be a seed that for someone it will sprout and grow. Invite. Number two, intercede. Intercede. Say it with me. Intercede. Don't just hand out the flyer. Be done with it okay? Handing out flyers, inviting people to Sunday in the Park, it's not like a drive-by flyer invitation, just, you know. No, these are real people, right, with real needs and and real concerns, Uh, and and each person a valuable life, precious in God's eyes. So pray for them, pray for the impact that your flyers, your invitations will have. Pray that God will use it to, to, to convict them or challenge them or comfort them or encourage them You know, Paul said, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. Pray for their salvation. Paul says through Timothy, I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone. So just pray. Pray about it. Friends, what a shame it would be if we went through all of the work of signing the party. And we could do this. We could set up the tents, we can move the band out there, we can set up the equipment, we can praise God through our singing, um, we can have some great food, we can have a picnic, we can provide games for the children. But if God is not in it, what's the point? Right? I mean, what's the point? And sometimes they think, oh, we've done this so many years, we kind of know the drill, right? We could do it on our own. What do we need God for? No, we need God. So let us be praying sometimes i think we we spend so much time praying for the absence of rain we pray for good weather and that's good we should be praying for that but let us not forget to pray for the presence of the holy spirit in other words let's not worry so much about the absence of rain as much as we pray for the presence of the holy spirit we hope and pray that it's a good day too don't get me wrong but let us not forget to pray that the holy spirit will show up and move powerfully and even through your invite invitations and your invites god can move and use that and work through that number 3 we invite we intercede and thirdly we initiate We initiate. There are two aspects to this. First off, we initiate with all of the work that has to be done for Sunday in the Park. We're going to help each other out, right? We're going to pitch in, right? Okay, we need tents set up. We need equipment moved. We need people to to greet and to hand out bulletins and to meet those people and, and people to help collect offering. And we need people to bring food. That's all of you. And people to help serve and people to to help break down and take down and pick up trash afterward. It's a big job these Sunday in the parks. Let's make no mistake about it. But we we all pitch in. You take the initiative. Where you see a need, just chip in. Whether you signed up for anything, no, just, just chip in. We can do this. But the second aspect of initiate is initiate contact with those visitors who come. When we actually get to the park Sunday morning. And you see somebody who you don't recognize, you don't know, just go up to them and say, Hi, I I, I feel like I should know you. I I don't think I know your name. Tell me your name. They said, well, you know, so just kind of step out of your comfort zone and and, and talk to somebody who you welcome them in. That's the idea. Give them a hearty grace church welcome. It it pains me, really, it pains me when I see visitors coming and, and nobody goes up to them. And I see that sometimes the band is busy sometimes rehearsing, warming up in the morning and here comes somebody and there's a group of Grace Church people over here. They're doing this, you know, and they're having a great time. But then there's visitors over here and they're like, does anybody even care that we're here? I mean, what, you know? So let us not... Exclude anybody, but let's initiate and make contact with them. Paul exhorts us in Romans 12 to practice hospitality. That's what it means to be a Christian, practicing hospitality. Jesus says in Matthew 25, For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. Let us do that. When you invite that stranger in or you feed somebody, You are feeding Jesus Christ, in a sense. And I've heard people say, oh, well, they just come for the meal. You know, they're just coming for the food. So what? They're here. They're in our midst. It's a great opportunity to reach out. Great. Give them a hamburger or two or three, and let's enjoy. Let's welcome them in, right? You know? What a great... We have a connection. There's a connection. It's a potential connection but it 's only a connection if you initiate a personal contact, and so number four is include include um, don't let those visitors, those newcomers, the guests sit there on the fringes, okay now if they want to, that 's fine. You can kind of read their body language and how comfortable they are. but once you 've established contact with a visitor, you 've included them. Uh, ask them if they're, are, they, are you meeting somebody here today, or is there somebody you're with today? and if they say no, just Hey, would you like to sit with me? Would you like to sit with me? Sit with us over here. We're we're right over here, here. Come on over here. Include them, friends. Don't just leave them hanging out there. Treat them as a VIP because they are. They're very important people. Treat them as your next new friend. Encourage them to fill out a guest registration. Uh, point out the information tent. And if they want some literature, maybe help them with that. If they have children, talk about our children's ministries or point them to the children's uh, tent. We'll have face painting and balloon artists there. Be their guide. Make them feel welcome. Let them, uh, set them at ease. Okay? Include them. Help them. Open your heart to them. Paul says in Romans 15, Accept one another then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Don't leave visitors on the fringes. Be welcoming and inclusive. We're going to invite. We're going to intercede. We're going to initiate. We're going to include. And finally, we're going to interact. Okay, Interact. And this one is sometimes the hardest one to do. Uh, you can sit with somebody and not have any conversation with them. Okay, They might feel sort of included, but no, you initiate contact with them, go ahead, interact. Don't force it. Again, be sensitive to them. But if they're open to a conversation, go ahead. Learn a little bit more about them. Share a little about yourself. Don't just make it a, a one-way interview. You know, wherever you come from, where, why are you here? You know, no, no. It's a, hey, we're so glad you're here today. Do you live in town? Okay, do you live? Do you live around here somewhere? You know, have you heard of Grace Church? You know where we're located at Maxwell Street? You know, um, you know, and uh, just be friendly and say oh do you have any kids you know just start strike up a conversation with somebody okay you make that connection friendship is the number one determining factor whether a person returns to the church or not so interact maybe tell them a little bit about yourself this is the parable of the sower it's important It's instructive, and may it inspire us as a church to prepare well for Sunday in the park. So friends, we've got some planting to do this week. That little flyer could be like a seed to someone. It might help point them to Jesus. It might help point them to the gospel. It might bring them into an eternal relationship with Jesus Christ. Wouldn't that be awesome? We need to get a vision for what Sunday in the Park can do. We've done this so many years now, sometimes we forget. We lose sight of it. This is a tremendous opportunity for Grace Church to grow, to reach out, to connect with families and children and young people as well. Let's take advantage of this opportunity to help you remember this message. I went out yesterday to Walmart. I bought up a whole bunch of seeds. Look at there. I got all kinds of them. Everybody's going to get a pack today when you leave the sanctuary. I'm handing these out. You're going to get what you get. Sorry. Okay, there's a lot of them in here watermelon sweet corn oh my goodness here's peas there's some flowers in here cantaloupe sunflowers turnips what spinach hey how about that aster radish there's squash summer squash Oh, this is, there's a lot of good stuff in here. So now you can swap afterward, okay? But I'm not going to go through the line and I'm going to so, so, sort out for each one of you when you leave today. Oh, you, want, you don't want this one? No, no, okay. Well, I'm just going to give you a seed. You take it home. You, you can keep it. You can plant it. It's not too late. Some of these, you can still plant these this year and you still reap a harvest later. But we've got some seeds to plant this year, this week, okay? Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for an opportunity to, uh, to worship today and to be encouraged and to be exhorted today, uh, Lord, through this parable of the seeds and the sower. Lord, let us sow those seeds liberally, without discrimination, to anyone and everyone, And, and Lord, let us just flood this community with these flyers. Lord, bless our canvassing effort on Thursdays, and bless those invitations that we'll each individually pass out, maybe to neighbors in our own backyard, and family members, and friends, Lord, and As we get the word out on Facebook and others, Lord, help us to forward those posts uh, so that others can see and be invited. Lord, let us make this. We pray that it'd be the best Sunday in the park ever, and Lord, that you'll just draw many, many people. Lord, you know our heart. Our heart is a church to grow, to love people in Jesus' name, to reach out, to introduce them to Christ. And so, Lord, through all that we do and all of our interactions, we just pray your blessing over this week all the invitations, and next Sunday, our special outreach service. So Lord, um, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We welcome all of our visitors today. What a great opportunity, or what a great, uh, exciting thing it is to have visitors with us. Thank you for joining us, and we welcome you into our fellowship. As I mentioned next week Sunday in the park. So there's a few things that you need to bring, okay? So-